Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. So you see an attractive profile of someone you swipe right on or you say yes to. All right. Then comes the mind-blowing conversation that starts off with, hey, hey, how are you? Or, hey, what's up? Now, it's not surprising to know that a study found that 20% of conversation starters begin with the word, hey. Now, that fascinated me. And Tinder found that 71% of women and 61% of men want to receive opening lines where their match has a little bit more input (laughs) and thought and creativity into the interaction. But okay, then let's say that you do have some banter that goes back and forth when it seems like it goes on for a little bit and then it seems like forever only to have a conversation never move to real life territory. And I mean, that could be a phone call, video chat, or eventually meet up. So how do you keep things going overall, both in conversations and progressing on to dates? Now, all my clients right now, obviously, are dating virtually, and it's amazing to see how many interactions are falling apart and never getting past the first, hey, (laughs) simply because either there's a lack of give and take, there's a lot of superficiality, there's a lack of emotional connections in conversations, and one of the biggest culprits, drumroll please, no flirting. There is there's so much not flirting happening, I can't even tell you. So it becomes a dry LinkedIn exchange, there's no playfulness or charm. The art of playful conversation is so powerful that it can literally make or break whether a person asks you out or finds you attractive to want to keep things going. So I don't know if many of you know this, but part of my coaching that I do, I will go through people's profiles and review people's chats with one another. It's like being able to lift under the hood and really see what's there where things are breaking down. And I can't even tell you how many things that I see, but it's good. It's really good because, you know, it's, it, when we break it down into tangible things that we can really work on, that's when people start getting different results. So most recently I was with my client's Bumble account and I was on with her and I was reviewing a chat she had with a man and she actually was really excited about it and she was interested, but she was perplexed with why it died. So I want to read you the exchange. And as you listen to this, maybe you can detect the breakdown. And if you can't, that's even more the reason why you need to continue listening to this podcast. Okay. So there was a little bit of banter that happened before this, but I extracted kind of the beginning start. Now, this is him. He says, given your interest and passions, you would enjoy learning more. Or no, I, I would enjoy learning more about you. We share a lot of the same passions. I love dance. And I was trained to teach ballroom and studied ballet and jazz for years. I'm creating an environmentally friendly housing. And she says, wonderful. Are you building anything now? Would be interested in taking a look. Good to go to an event as well. He said, yes, I have several projects going on and I would enjoy sharing that with you, but not by text. Okay. So, so far he's 
you know, notice how he's kind of excited. He's using a lot of feeling words. He's very detailed. And he already says right here, not by text. So that's a little tease that he wants to talk to her. And so she said, would love to meet and learn. So that was good. Then he said, may we meet for coffee? She says, sounds good. I'm in town and no travels plan. After 3 p.m. normally works for me. So now she's starting to get like a business kind of exchange. He says, thank you. I look forward to a coffee on Saturday. She said, yes, would be interested in, with the governor's announcement, we are supposed to be in social distancing. Maybe we should meet later. Thoughts? And he says, well, when it comes to you, I'd rather die trying than not to meet you at all. I understand your thoughts and feelings. We can wait until you feel safe. You know, so he's doing a lot here, right? And she says, thank you. I hope the situation will be getting better soon. He said, I am enjoying a blessed day, a blessed life for that matter. This is the next day, by the way, because he didn't know what to say after she just thanked him. And she says, nice, same here. It was a nice day. Okay, and then it just dropped off. So there was a couple maybe like other little boring exchanges after that, but what happened here? Now, there could be other reasons, right, on his part. We, we don't know that. But all I know is what she didn't do to help the situation. He was super excited. I mean, he was asking great questions. He was showing enthusiasm and excitement to see her. He used a lot of feeling words. And she, in turn, responded with kind of these like staccato, boring, dry, business-like answers, showing no indication or passion around seeing him. I mean, maybe a little bit in the beginning, but then it got so businessy and she didn't share enough of herself and she was not playful or flirty. So I believe he lost interest and it just died. What shows up in one area of your life often is true in other areas. So think about this for yourself. Do you have trouble in conversations both online and on dates? This might be one of the big areas to work on. So with me on the line today is a woman who is struggling to keep things going both online and offline. And I wanted to bring her on today to do a little live coaching, my coaching with Kim episode to see if we can, you know, kind of crack the code and what's happening and possibly help her through this so that she moves from hey to actual dates. So Kara... Kara's she's drinking something over there. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, hey, not just... much. I'm Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kara. Okay, so tell tell everybody a little bit about you and and kind of what prompted this call. Okay, so I'm in my early thirties. Um, been online dating since my early 20s uh sometimes i can get it to move on past into actual dates and usually if i can meet the person i do great mm -hmm. um but it i get a lot of like they start con they contact me and i respond and then i never hear anything or we talk back and forth and then i try to leave hints like hey i'd like to Take hey. this offline. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, I've had a lot of, it just kind of dwindles and almost feels like a ghost. 
I don't know if it's necessarily ghosting, but just just doesn't seem to progress past a couple pleasantries. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Now, has this always been the case? I mean, or is it just more recently as you're doing more online dating or is this pretty like consistent, like a pattern for you? Um, I think it'd be pretty consistent. The ones that seem in the past to have gotten offline, um, the guys maybe brought it up a little sooner um, or we were able to like actually set up a time um, to meet. Um, and usually the guys did that part. So usually when I'm suggesting it, it doesn't go past. Uh, when you're suggesting it. Okay. Which I would never suggest that you suggest it, by the way. And mm-hmm. so that'll be one thing okay. <laughs> we'll take a look at. Yeah, especially as a woman. And and this also leads me to my other question is like, how much flirting are you doing? I'm really bad at flirting via text <laughs> and email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you can do it in person? Uh, when I'm comfortable, yes. So when are you comfortable? Like, when are you able to do it? And when, when is it hard? Um, usually if I'm pretty excited about the date, kind of feel like the butterflies when you're getting ready, mm-hmm. um, maybe take a little extra time getting ready for a date and nice restaurant, glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and I can so- usually move it from there but it's it seems kind of cold and formal business no so you really need like the whole show in order to get there like you need to be wine dying dress the part music ambiance like right like you have to have everything kind of just as is and then you'll turn it on and or I think in your case you'll feel more comfortable and safe to do it yeah, um, definitely. I know I've done some where my favorite date that I have ever done. Okay. Um, and I considered it the second date. He considered it the first date because he didn't count the coffee meetup as a date. He took me on a picnic with a glass, a bottle of wine mm-hmm. in a canoe on a lake to a remote spot. And then we put out the blanket and had a picnic lunch. And that was my favorite day. <laughs> oh, no, that's so, that's super cute. And, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm being a little tongue in cheek by saying this, but I mean, of course, like many people would feel you know, like comfortable when you're, you're being romanced like that, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. then you feel like you can be that girl to, to turn it on a little bit, but, you know, let's face it like that, you know, building a picnic and a canoe and roses and, and music, (laughs) you know, on Tinder just isn't going to happen. So (laughs) I mean, a guy could maybe simulate that and be a little like fun and playful and paint that picture, but you know what I'm saying. And so it sounds like some of what's happening is that you are a little more reactive than proactive when it comes to just your interactions. Like you'll let, probably, 
Right. Like you're kind of waiting for the guy to give some indication and drive it a little bit more before you'll kind of go there. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Like, are you just as a person, like socially, do you tend to be more shy and reserved overall or? Yeah, I tend to be the one like in a big group where I'll kind of either flock to people I already know or kind of stand off to the side a little bit until I kind of figure out who I feel comfortable approaching. I have a very hard time just walking up to people in general. What's hard about it for you? I'm worried about being judged. I know that sounds so silly, but I just, it throws me back to like grade school where you go up to a group of girls and you say something and they just look at you like, why did you even open your mouth? Uh, Were you kind of like rejected and and bullied when you were younger or it was just you know Uh, a little bit I was definitely never one of the popular girls um Mm -hmm. and picked on a little bit when I was younger for sure do you feel like that has kind of dimmed your light a little bit like you know kind of being scared to put yourself out there and forward in fear of it's almost like you go back in time to to those moments of being ridiculed or judged yeah um I'm always worried that like people aren't going to want to know what I have to say or care or um just that, I feel like that mean girl is like, mm. I'm trying to please the mean girl and they're never going to be happy. Where does that come from? I mean, is there, it, is there even more to it than just like the the mean girl thing? Like, were you in your family also kind of quiet or? Yeah, I've always taken after my dad, um, who's a little bit more shy. Like my mom's the outgoing person we always joke she can meet someone and tell her whole life story in five minutes <laughs> in the first five minutes of meeting someone mm-hmm. um but I'm like I've always just been the like I'm the only daughter of three I'm the oldest I have two younger brothers I was the book nerd um always very happy with just being on my own um and I've always had a hard time, like, making and keeping friendships as well. But when I have friends, they tell me I'm great and then they, that I'm such a wonderful person and I'm so loving and caring. And mm. I get from even, like, at work, patients are like, why aren't you married? Why don't you have a boyfriend? Like, you're so sweet. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's hard. Here's a... A question. Do you think you're great? I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm pretty good. I know I'm smart. I know I have a lot to offer, but I'm also afraid of of being alone, I guess, even though I'm not like, I have a loving family who loves me. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I know I constantly find myself comparing myself to others and stuff like that. So yeah, I know that's not healthy. <laughs> well, I think it, I think there's a big tie in here and then we'll circle back how it relates to you putting yourself out there, both on dates and in conversation and on text is that I think there's this kind of inherent thing or belief within you that you're not as great as maybe other people see. And I think your confidence and self-worth may be wrapped up in, you know, like you being smart and you being a caregiver and being a nice person. But I just wonder Mm -hmm. how much you value you in the way of just who you are overall, like your personality, the way you look, you know, your sex appeal, your, your drive that, you know, what, what you can offer in a relationship and what people should offer you. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a bigger picture there and I'm, and I'm just wondering how much you really value yourself. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Like on a scale of one to 10, like how much value, like how valuable do you think you are? 10 being the best. Um. In what situation? <laughs> no, overall, overall. Just, uh, yeah, overall. see, that's that's the problem is that this shouldn't be independent from like a situation. Like you, you know, like the fact that you even asked that says something. <laughs> you know, like oh well, I'll I'll be valuable at work, but with guys, I'm not. And and this is my this is the point is like overall, how much do you value yourself? Uh, that's a tough one because I feel like mm-hmm. other than work I don't feel like I contribute in any like I know this is awful to say but even like if I were to disappear I feel like the only people who care is my family um and I know mm-hmm. that's messed up thought process but it's like how much do I really matter? I don't know. Um, I know I'm a great girl. I know I work hard and I feel like I'm valued at work and in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you have like even friends, like granted most of my friends are either coupled off or married. When you make plans and then they cancel it last minute because of a spouse or a significant other. It just makes me feel like I don't matter. Mm. Okay. So I think we're hitting on something that's, I think a pretty big thing. And I, I, I think that this is kind of the key to your kingdom. It, you know, as you start maybe, feeling your value more and work on growing that piece where you're not constantly, you know, comparing yourself to others, you know, it's almost like you're, you're placing your value on what you're receiving other people. Like that's why you're constantly thinking about what other people think. And and that that's paralyzing, you know, rather Mm -hmm. than just, you know, knowing that you're the bomb. Like, I would love for you to look in the mirror and be like, I am awesome. Like, I am Queen Kara and I'm the bomb and every, like any guy should be so lucky to date me. But there's something that 
that I think blocks you and, and seeing yourself that way. And I think that that would be really good. And I have some ideas for you on how to build that up because that sounds painful. And, and I think that also kind of expands into your feelings of feeling lonely. That's a lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel lonely. Um, but yet I don't find myself feeling lonely enough to go out and like I go on to the, the sites and I mm-hmm. do things, but I, I, it's not like I'm going out to, well, I can't go to a bar right now, but if right. I could like going out to the bar every night, searching for it either. Right. So let's, let's go back to that. Like, you know, even just like with your text exchanges and going on the apps or going to the bars or that kind of thing. Like I have a feeling a lot of this is just like, it's almost like going through the motions, you know? Uh, And it's like, well, I'm on the apps or I'm going to the thing, but then what are you doing to put yourself out there and be seen and really be seen in ways that, that, you know, opening yourself up. I think like you said before, that fear factor is like this tug of war happening. You know, on one hand you crave it and you want it, but on the other hand, you, you're scared of being rejected. So it like, it's like one step forward and then two step back. And then you just feel like you can't get anywhere. Yeah. I understand that. Does that resonate with you? What I'm saying? Like, does, you know, like, so for instance, you might go on the apps and you're just like, okay, well, these guys aren't really, maybe there's a bunch of haze going back and forth and there's not a lot of like emotional connection or playfulness happening. It's just like, okay, so I talked to this guy and nothing happened. All right, whatever. Next. Uh, probably a little bit of that. Cause Mm-hmm. especially if they're not responding like I have this one guy who he liked a photo so I started conversation he responded I responded to his question and then nothing like seriously it was like he said one thing and then okay just- so okay here we go so after you responded to his question did you throw a question back to him um no Okay. But I did a couple of days later and he never responded. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, like these are always just, you know, kind of guesses. I always say we can't control or even guess what's going on with the other person, especially when it's an unknown entity, right? Because they could have other things going on that he's, they're dating up a storm too. And, you know, but all we can do is look at the things that you're bringing forth and, and detect patterns. And what you're saying is that there's a pattern here where things just don't progress. So that to me says that there might be some things that you can try and do to break that pattern, to get them to the next level. So let's talk about that because I think, I think the first thing and foremost, we just uncovered something a little bit is that it really starts from just you know, you feeling good about yourself. And I would love for you to just even write down on a piece of paper, a bunch of like a list of a bunch of things that you love about yourself. And even taking a look at your profile and what you're putting out there. Like I, I don't know what's on your profile in in ways of, you know, are you saying the things that you're good at, that you enjoy? Do you tell stories? Are you, you know, are you emotional on there or is it more just like a laundry list of three things? And then, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> no answer. I think I got my answer by your lack of answer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So the, these are the things to look at is that what you put out is what you get back, by the way. And so the more, you know, and that would be a good exercise, like, you know, write down, you know, a couple things that you are really good at your hobbies, things that you enjoy. And maybe that's hard to think of. And then this is where you should start, you know, cause you said right now, all, your life is mainly consisting of work, family, and then a bunch of married folks and no offense to the married folks. They're nice people, I'm sure, but they don't get it. Like you need some more single girls and no wonder it feels, you know, just empty and lonely because they're in a different space than you. So think about, you know, just things that you can get involved in, do with your life, um, stories that you can share even on there. So one of the tricks and hacks that I'll tell you about that you can even, you know, put into your profile right now is after you get that list going, um, substitute, like, what do you have on there right now that says something about you? Like, can you give me like a word or two that you say on there? On my profile? I'm sorry? On my profile? Or like- yeah, your profile. <laughs> right. Like your profile, like, you know, that description about me section, what are like just some mm-hmm. things that you said on there? Um, let me see. I'll just pull it up. How does that? <laughs> I love it. There's nothing like doing things in real time. I love it. Um, I said, one thing I'll never do again is go hiking with a, without a plan. And then I started to tell a little bit. I said, in college, I once we wound, wound up going hiking in the rain, and it, the sun set on us. Oh, um, I like that. That's nice. So then, actually, that's a good example of a little story. Like you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. instead of saying I like hiking and just for you listening, um, that is a, what she did is a really good thing because there's, a, there's a mistake that people make is it's more like a grocery list. It's like, I like hiking, traveling, you know, and shopping, but that, but they're not telling a story. So that's good. That's good. I used uh, to, and then I have, mm-hmm. Uh, if I'll fall for you, if you can give me a back massage and make me feel like I matter, um, I'll know it's time to delete when I find someone who can make me laugh and will hang out with my dog and my friends. <laughs> um, that's cute. I like, oh my God. Okay. So yours is way better than I thought to be honest. <laughs> I thought, I, Cause I haven't seen your profile. No, no, no. So you, you you did things in very much like a storytelling kind of way that that's awesome. And it gives, you know, things for guys to talk about. Um, now when you're doing reach out, so, so that's good. I'm glad to hear that piece when you're doing reach outs, like, are you on Bumble at all? Or I'm on hinge. Oh, you're on hinge. Okay. So when people like maybe ask you questions and you ask them back, are you asking them any questions about, um, things on their profile and are you sharing anything about yourself? Um, usually what I'll do is I'll look through their profile and try to comment on something on their profile. Um, okay, good. Although lately sometimes I'll be like, how are you doing during this quarantine? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, it's funny cause like one guy we were talking about, skiing and 
then he started talking about next ski season. And I said, I don't know what I want to do yet because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And then he just kind of stopped responding after that. And um, I am trying to, like, if they answer the question and they don't ask for it back, still respond with what my answer would be. Mm-hmm. But um, not always as good about that. Let's see. Okay. Well, one of yeah, the tricks. So I, yeah. I did on the last guy. I he asked. He told me about his weekends, and then I was like, "Oh, that's nice." And then I told him about my weekends, but he never like responded to anything I said either. Okay. Okay. Some of what might be happening as we're just kind of diagnosing a little bit. And again, like if, mm-hmm. if, if I saw it in front of me, we could do more work around it, but this is just in general for tips for everybody is that sometimes what happens is people get in caught in a pattern called reporting. And, and this is just something that I kind of see a lot where yeah. people will report something that they did that day. Then the next person reports what they did. And then the next person reports another thing. And then that person reports, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, okay. I went skiing on this. And then, oh yeah, I did that. And then, oh yeah, then I did this. And then that. So what happens is it becomes this parallel conversation that's not integrating. Like mm. you're not asking about each other. So if, if one person reports something about skiing, a comment about what they said and then sharing something about you has a much better chance of progressing and it's more emotionally connected. So if a guy says, I went, right. So if a guy says, I went skiing um, in Tahoe and I loved the powder there, you comment on something, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, what was it like in Tahoe? I've, I've never been and have him talk about that experience. Then you share something about you. Wow. I definitely want to check that out. My favorite place has been Big Bear, you know, and then you kind of go into that. With that, you're always expressing feelings and how you feel about it and maybe telling a little story. So those, that's something that I've seen a lot where people fall short is that it, it becomes this dry reporting thing. And then nobody is really like saying anything about anybody. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then the, and then finally, another way to kind of progress is get more flirty, <laughs> you know? So it's, it, it's great to be friendly and tell little stories, but stop playing so safe. There are ways that okay. you can be playful and still like fun and cool. And it doesn't have to be overly sexual. I think a big misconception is that they think that being flirty is being sexual and it doesn't have to be, but it can be something that has an undertone of that, that makes somebody pause and go, Ooh, I want to know more. That's exciting. You know? So if somebody's Mm -hmm. talking about going on a trip and and then maybe you get a little fun and say, oh my gosh, okay, so where where should we go on our next trip? And like you play almost a game with each other. And then you kind of throw in, all right, well, I'll throw in my red bikini. What else should I pack? What did I do there? 
I threw in a visual for the guy for him to think about me in a red bikini. I didn't say like, oh, I want to have sex with you and get like too much, but it, it, it provides that little flirty kind of thing that makes the guy go, hmm, that's fun. Rather than just reporting back and forth favorite vacations. Hmm. Do you see? So playing games, um, asking each other like fun questions. And then finally, and this is something that I really encourage everyone to do as much as you can try to get the person on the phone. I think people are getting so reliant on texts and then it just dies. If you can hear someone's voice, if you can connect with them and be playful, you will have such a better chance of getting it to the next level. Now, how is, is the question because you said, and I, I don't, yeah. encu- right. I don't encourage women to be assertive and say, well, we should talk on the phone. How about tomorrow at 3 PM? Like that's being in your masculine and that's not, that's too businessy, but saying something like, you know, all this banter back and forth, I'd love to hear your voice. Hmm. Right. So this is a little like dropping of the hanky and then seeing what he does with it. Does he pick it up and say, yeah, I want to hear your voice too. How about we take this to the phone or, or a zoom date? So you got to give them a signal and an indication that you're interested. And if that is not done, it won't progress. Cause don't, okay. don't forget guys are worried about being rejected too. I think with you, you're, you've been so caught up in worrying about you being rejected, but, but the guys are also don't want to be rejected. Right. And so then everyone's at a standstill, no one's progressing. And so the more you can pull in overall and come from that queen bee attitude and know that you're the bomb. And I know that, well, that's going to take some work over time, but I encourage you to make that list for yourself, all the things that you bring to the table, things you love about yourself, your hobbies, your passion, and hold that frame of mind and turn off all the noise around you and, and stop comparing yourself to others and what others offer you. You go after what you want and you have fun with it and be more playful you know, and share more conversations and ways of storytelling and flirting. And I think you might see a little bit of change. Okay. What do you, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Um, I think I can definitely do that and try to be more playful. And I guess I'm just always nervous about trying to drop hints and I'm not getting the hints. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. And I think this has been a theme your whole life. You've been mm-hmm. constantly doing things in fear of, and so then you don't do it, but that hasn't gotten yeah. you anywhere. You, you already aren't getting anywhere, so it can't get worse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like your fear of being rejected, you're already like setting it up so that you are rejected because nothing's happening. And so then now you're hypothesizing, oh, it's me, like something's, you know, and then you're feeling rejected, but, but it's, you're not putting yourself out there. And so the more you put yourself out there, the right people are going to respond. And that's what I want you to start thinking about is that if a guy doesn't respond, it's, it's not because you're bad or you're not good enough, or you're not pretty enough. It's not the middle girl, like mean girl thing. 
it's because they're not right for you. It's like, mm. okay, you know, and if you can switch your mind to that and say, you know what, the right guy is going to respond. The right guy is going to be my people. And there's plenty of fish mm-hmm. to see. And when you think about more of that in ways of abundance mindset, rad, rather than the victim or scarcity and like, oh, there's, there's no one. I, I also think that's going to help you a lot. Yeah. How, when you, so let's say we did make it to the, like, I got him offline. He's been texting. Mm-hmm. Wanted to suggest, like, maybe leave a hint that I would like to have a phone call, but he just drops off. And then when I do hear back from him, he apologizes, mm-hmm. but then says he doesn't think he's ready for anything serious. He likes me, wants to respect me but doesn't want to send the, wrong, send the wrong message. How do I deal with that? <laughs> like, you, how do I, do right. I just say that's great and move on? Or do I keep trying, like, do I leave the hint that I'd like to take it to a verbal and talk more than just on text? The answer always lies within you. And this is in every single scenario. Okay. So what is it that you want? Is that okay for you? Not what's right or wrong or what he wants or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, like, what do you, is this okay for you? What he just said, what do you want? Well, I do want a serious relationship, mm-hmm. but I feel like you don't know if you're ready for a serious relationship until you're in that relationship either. hundred percent. Right, right, right. So it's like it, getting really clear on your mission right now. And is it, is it, really just to have more conversations and practice flirting and progressing and seeing how things go. And if that's like your mission right now, what that guy proposed and said to you, does that fit with your mission? I guess it would because he said he still, he didn't say he wasn't open to continue. He just didn't want me to think that he wanted something more than he does. Exactly. And you know, the truth is, is that he may not even know either. And, and I think a lot of times, most guys don't, by the way, um, they just want to know if you're cool. They want to know if they connect, want to know if they are attracted to you and, and, and that you guys have fun together where you, like you said, you, you won't know until you're in something, whether or not things progress and, you know, people's agendas change all the time when you're really connected. So it, it all goes back to like the very beginning of this call. And it, it has to do with coming from a place of what you want, your worth, your value. And whoever can mm-hmm. fit that, then yes, you get to choose who you move on to and who you entertain, you know, just having fun with. If they're not responding or they're back and forth, they're not respecting you, or you feel like you're pulling teeth and you're chasing them, that's not that's not Queen Kara. Okay. You hold the court. Okay. Does that help? So How don't do you feel-, feel rejected if it does. Right. Right. Okay. Right. If it doesn't happen, that your default will will go to the rejection piece based on some of the history that you, you brought up with. But the truth is, is that the right person will respond. And we'll love you for you. Okay. But you got to start with you. You got to love you first. 
And, and the more you see and kind of feel into that, and I encourage you to get involved in things and, and find more your tribe and some wing girls to go out with eventually and more single people in your life. So you don't feel so alone. I think that'll also help you with your, just, you know, your social life, your self-esteem overall. Okay. Okay. Well, Kara, thank you so much for coming on. I hope it was helpful. How, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. Um, definitely need to keep working on the self-love. For sure. Yes. Yeah. You know what we all do and, and it's amazing how it always strips down to that. You know, I think a lot of times we're always focused on getting the guy or getting the girl, but the, but it really does start with you. And until you get crystal clear on who you are, what you offer and what you want. Sometimes that's why you feel like you're spinning your wheels. So I, I hope that we at least cracked the code and gave you some tools that you can start with and just keep building, just keep building, you know, nothing was okay. built in a day. So thank you so, so much for joining us. And of course, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, K-I-M-M-Y, Seltzer.com. And if you know you are not progressing in conversations and on dates, and you're listening to this, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is me, I, I'm offering something kind of special to help you. So normally, I offer these breakthrough calls, but I really want to target this specific thing. So I want to offer a free conversation booster breakthrough call where I will diagnose, just like I did with Kara, some specific challenges you are having in your conversations and dates and shed some light around how you can skip the shallow small talk and have deeper connections overall. And when you do this, you will also receive a virtual dating cheat sheet (laughs) to help you become a better dater online. And you can do this by following the link in the show description so I can help you get there. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. (laughs) 